Welcome to the Brews with Bros show, where we explore the art of marketing and selling in your local community. We bring in high-performing guests who share their methods of generating sales and new leads using network groups, social media, and Web 3.0. Whether you're a small business owner or in sales, this show is for you. So grab a brew and join us as we learn from the best in the biz. Cheers! All right, everybody, thanks for tuning into the Brews with Bros podcast today. We've got a great show today for you. Uh, our special guest today is Amanda Pierce Marmalejo with Business Radio X. And today we really just wanted to have somebody on who is an expert in messaging and creating craveable content. And uh, we're going to talk with her about the things that you can do as a business owner to generate craveable content, establish intimacy, and build intimacy with your clients. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of different points here. So. We're going to get into a lot of different points here, but welcome, Amanda. Thank you for yeah, having me. She's definitely on the on the other side of the microphone this time. You know, we talked about earlier that you're not used to uh, being, you know, used to be the, the interviewer, not the interviewee. It feels foreign. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun. All right. Well, talk about um, kind of your expertise in this area, and our audience is people who are business owners, you know, people who are... Right now, maybe the, the economy is slowing down. I'm hearing from a lot of people that are trying to generate valuable content. They have a little bit more time to do that, especially if they're in business development roles, especially in real estate. So kind of just you know, walk us through what you would say to somebody as a business owner. Um, what are the things you should be thinking about if you're trying to establish a bigger social media presence, build content? That's a huge thing to ask you, but I want to get you started. Tell me your thoughts. Well, thank you. Um, To give you and your audience a little bit of background about me and my expertise, I am the owner and operator for Scythe Business Radio X, and we are an online podcasting, distribution, marketing, um, and production company. So much like we're doing here, we use this as a median and a catalyst to reach our listeners and um, share our treasures and talents with our audience. So I'm excited to kind of unpack that to use a totally traditional podcasting term. (laughs) So to answer your question, Ty, um, creating content is something that everybody is doing nowadays, and you have to understand who your audience is in order to tailor that content and actually reach the person that you're looking to connect with. So it's very important to understand who your audience is when you create the content, and understand a little bit about average listenership when you do. So speaking specifically about podcasting, statistics show that the average listenership is anywhere from 35 to 40 minutes. And if you think about that, that's like an average commute time, maybe a little workout, your cardio, um, shower, etc. Um, we were talking about long-form content before the show, and that's when people tend to lose listenership. So not to say people don't stop and then come back to listen to their true crime or you know part two of How to Be a Better Human, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you really kind of want to keep it brief. And you guys really hit the nail on the head with that, allowing your guests to kind of express their their expertise and do it in a succinct fashion. So what's long form, I guess, not to cut you off, but long form versus short form, what's the digestible sweet spot then, I guess? So me personally, and there is value in both, so thank you for asking. It just depends on what message you're trying to convey. So think about history class. When you're listening to a story about Abraham Lincoln, you're kind of you know excited. You want to hear, mm-hmm. inevitably, about chopping down the cherry tree. Yeah. But when you're talking about, you know, getting some sales tips and tricks or understanding the market, you know, mm-hmm. current trends, etc. I know you're in mortgage. People look for those little excerpts of information. So I follow you on TikTok and I find your tips and tricks very, very helpful. And those are little snippets that people can digest very quickly. 
long form, you're kind of like, all right, sit down, strap in, I'm gonna grab my coffee, we're driving to Tennessee, and you get to enjoy the full scope, the full story. So I find long form valuable when you're um, you know, learning something or you're telling a story, but I also very much enjoy those craveable podcasts that are short and you can listen to, right. back to back to back. Right, I've seen it everywhere from you know, three to five minutes and it's mm -hmm. very topical and the channels that I get obsessed with on, on YouTube, and we were talking about this earlier, but it's like, I know what I'm getting every time. It's gonna be helpful to me. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, where do I even get started? I mean, you don't have to sit down and create a 25 minute video to get no. started, right? Yeah. What would you tell somebody like that? To get started with podcasting? Just in creating content in content general, and in then general. maybe even podcasting at some point, but we've got people that, right. you know, you can podcast from your phone, you, you can, create videos. Yes. What's that, how would you define that, that creative, you know, craveable content? And so first that? of all, I know myself, as we sit here on video, hi, that is not my comfort zone. You know, I'm very much uh, the face for radio. So I feel very confident behind the microphone, but then add the camera and it's kind of like, ah. So what I would suggest to anybody is kind of get outside of your comfort zone. Don't be scared to just do that raw, you know, unedited, real life, quick reel and throw it up. Don't be scared to, you know, um, have to record maybe once again because you stumbled on your words. If you were to go back and listen five years ago when I started one of my series, I'm like, uh, oh, my, my name is Amanda. You gotta find find your sea legs, if that's the term I'm looking for. But I would say don't be scared to just create something and put it out there. Everybody has their own unique style. Don't feel like because Susie's doing it like this that you need to use those colors. You are your own person. And it's a wonderful way to express your creativity and your individuality. Nice. How, how would you say that, you know, somebody who is, you know, who is scared to be behind cameras, who's scared to be in front of video, is it, what are some of the things that they could do consistently to kind of improve, improve that skill? This is funny, and I can only speak for myself as a broadcaster, but when I um, was cutting my teeth in the industry, I used to be driving down the road, and so that I would become articulate or I would articulate well, and I would be able to kind of describe things on the fly, I would be driving and say, okay, I'm approaching Thomas Crossroads, and I'm going to make a left-hand turn. I see a yellow truck to my right, and I'm going to wave as we drive by the Pinsky truck. And I would just speak aloud and enunciate and try and control my inflection until I got it. I know that sounds so crazy. Or even in the shower, same thing. So something you can do, obviously, is practice your craft. Make sure that you the information you're delivering, delivering is relevant, is true, unless you're doing like a um, some, some type of messaging that doesn't <laughs> fall into that, yes. Because again, you're building your brand and you wanna be recognized as an authority in your arena. So subject matter expertise is something that you know people seek out. I know that you are a mortgage expert. I know that you are a tech expert. That is not my area of expertise. You want to kind of come in strong and emphasize what you're good at so people will know that, hey, that's the person I need to turn to for A, B, C, and D. I think that's another one of the things that people struggle with is just coming up with the content, right? Like, so how would you, what are some of the tips that you would give somebody to sort of find their niche, to, you know, what topic they should be talking about? So um, let's say Ty, right? How, what, what steps would you take to to set himself as a subject matter expert? Like, was it talking about the market, talking about you know, current events, or, or storytelling, or, you know? 
I would say if you're not, um, you know, if you're not an underwater mechanic, avoid that topic. You know, <laughs> stick with what you know. People can smell phony a mile away, or at least I can. And you want to give out relevant information. You don't want to be known as, you know, somebody that's a fibber. So to answer your question, Dimitri, I would say you're already, you know, the best at what you do. Make sure that you have the key points that you want to emphasize so you, you deliver that message clearly. I myself have ADHD and I will squirrel about if I don't have something to kind of keep me on track. So that's something that I find helpful and I would suggest that to anybody out there. Um, you know, our brain is a complex organ. It's firing away different messages at any given time. And again, statistically speaking, as consumers of content, it activates a reward pathway in your mind. So think about that like feel good feeling of endorphins. We all like to, to get physically fit, you know, that feeling that you feel. That's what you're looking to achieve with your listeners or me myself, okay? So you want to have that reward, what's that, receptor, right. whatever that thing is. You want people to feel that when they listen to you. So it's very much creating a space and you're creating a relationship with your listeners. I like to address the audience or my audience as my friends, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a community that we're creating, and we're all in it together. How do you, you know, how do they get engaged with it? What, what are some of the things that you do to make people listeners stick around and listen to you know, the rest of the show? Sometimes, and it's weird how um, podcasts specifically are gauged. In my world, we work on impressions. You know, YouTube, it's subscribers, etc. In my world, it's an impression, and unfortunately, it's not defined. So I can't tell if Ty clicked on the podcast and listened for five seconds or five minutes. It's just registering as an impression. So I believe those impressions give me a false sense of achievement because I have millions of impressions on certain podcasts, and I feel like Nike would be paying me if I had that many. So it's very interesting to kind of gauge the success. Um, a squirrel brain. I forgot what your original question was. So yeah, no, so how do you how do you create content? Like what tips you can give people how to create content that would that would engage people Captivate. to keep listening to it and kind of pull them in? Is it storytelling or is it you know just spitting out facts? Like what is it? Is there some kind of a secret to? I like to get um, real with people. So a lot of times people are familiar with oh you're a mortgage lender oh you do this that and the other. I like to peel back the layers and kind of let the listeners learn a little bit about the individual themselves. Mm -hmm. I find that this is a beautiful catalyst to dissolve uncomfortable, uncomfortable barriers. So much like we do at Bruce Bros or we do at a networking event, it's very easy to shake someone's hand and say, hey, you know what, you have a really cool story. I'd love for you to join me on a podcast so that you can share the great work you're doing with our, our audience. And once people are sitting down and they feel comfortable, you know, just the barrier dissolves. And it allows you to kind of deep dive. It allows you to probe. It allows you to strategically ask questions if you're looking to do business with that person. That's another beautiful element about what we're doing here. I kind of use it as a business development tool. Uh, you can really infuse relationships with people by providing an awesome experience like we're having right now. And then beyond that, that evergreen content that we are creating here is going to be timeless and it is going to be valuable. So if you are doing business in 2023 when we're cutting this podcast, you should have some understanding or some element or someone on your team that does a little bit of marketing. 
This is content that you can use time and time again to market your products and services, to market your brand, to you know do whatever you want. As you guys know, because you have the video, you can chop it up, you can have 30 second excerpts, you can make a reel. Really the, um, the possibilities are endless. So if you know what to do with it, you're golden. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast this morning on the way to work, go figure, but like I was, we were talking about just consistency and it just reminded me of, I don't know if this was in college when we were studying McDonald's or mm -hmm. something and why they're so successful, but yeah, I remember the professor saying, like you go to McDonald's anywhere in the world, you know what you're gonna get, right? And it's, it's packaged the same, it tastes exactly the same. And I don't know, can you speak to a little bit of that? Like in terms of what would you tell somebody who's setting out to create content? Are they, they've identified who they wanna be talking to, they've identified their audience. Um, what are you seeing people do that short of you know telling us exactly what to do i mean what type of consistency are you looking for to stay kind of top of mind so i find value on both sides of the coin what you're talking about is developing an episodic rhythm so this is going to date me but i remember on fridays when i was in elementary school full house used to come on on friday nights at eight mm -hmm. o'clock and i knew that i used to call it michelle because she was the main character i knew my michelle came on at eight o'clock my butt was in that TV chair at 7.55, ready to kick off every single Friday. So taking that same concept, or one of the podcasts I very much enjoy, Optimal Living Daily. It's a seven minute podcast, every single day he cuts one. Doesn't matter if it's a holiday or whatever. I find myself looking forward to the messaging that's gonna be tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, because I know he does it daily. I myself host a weekly podcast every Friday at 11.30, I've done that for four years. I have live listeners that know, hey, 11.30, throw it on my computer mm -hmm. while I'm at work or thereafter when they get off they know a new episode has dropped so I find it very helpful to establish a rhythm or a cadence and stick to that one thing and you guys are kind of getting a taste of it here uh, in the podcasting world it, there's a lot of work involved in booking your guests editing etc I like to have a sixth man on the bench or I like to have one in the bank if that makes sense so we are human you can't always count on your guest mm -hmm. showing up something could happen beyond your control. It's very important to have somebody that is flexible and they might be able to jump in, you know, and help fill that void. And then twofold, having a podcast in the bank that you've already cut for a day that you got COVID or a holiday where you can't get a guest and you can still air that so you don't break that rhythm that you've already established. Another thing is don't be scared to recycle your content. The messaging is still valid. There is nothing wrong with re-airing or um, you know, it's called airing in my world, re-airing an episode. I did not have a guest for my show two Fridays ago, and I went back to the archives, and I aired a throwback episode. You would be surprised how much traction that old episode yeah. got because I recirculated it. So don't ever think that once you throw it out there that it's dead, it's flat. It's not. It's actually an inverted pyramid, how people find it online and start to download. And where's my triangle? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there you go. So is it all right to change that formula though? So like, all right, let's say you 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 have you know you put together this intro, your your topics even right. Is it is it okay to kind of add, change, modify that, or once you have it, should they should just stick stick to that? Absolutely. You want to keep people you know involved. You want to keep them engaged. I will stay. I will say stay true to your original you know definition. 
So if you wanna, you know, do something this way next week, the other week, but always make sure you kind of center it back around what people were originally there for. That's what I would do personally. And how do you, how would you, like measure that, you know, how would you do the testing? Like, so let's say, is it just the amount of impressions that you would get? Or like, what would be the good, like a, a scientific way of figuring out whether mm. something is working or not, I guess? I am kind of like Wiley Earp. I really, I mean, I care about downloads. I care about listenership. I more so care about the relationship that I'm developing with the person that is in the room with me or that is on that interview because I have strategically chosen them to highlight them for a reason, whether it be to you know, get them involved in my network, whether it be to show them some SEO love, or whether it be to solicit them in the future. Either way, I'm looking to achieve something. So um, kind of having a game plan in advance will be helpful to you. There's no you know, real rhyme or reason. Talking about the Wild Wild West, podcasting is not regulated by the FCC. So that's where you get your Joe Rogan style podcasting. Nobody's going to tell you you can't drop an F-bomb. Nobody's going to tell you you can't talk about this political or religious initiative. Um, it's very hard to get something, you know, pulled off iTunes or something right. like that. So you really have the freedom. And uh, furthermore, it's not regulated the time. You know, you're asking about length of time. You could do a four-hour podcast. There's no, like, rules against that. So really find out what works for you, what you're looking to achieve define that and then have fun. Let's shift gears I guess and go back to kind of something you said before we started and it was about uh, building intimacy and there's a, there's an intimacy behind podcasting. Can you kind of talk a little bit more about that and when people are doing podcasts it's sometimes it's just videos mm -hmm. or video sometimes it's just audio like I don't know if, for somebody brand new just getting into this and they want to start building content with a little bit longer something that's digestible. You know, talk about it, yeah. So, like, look how we're sitting here. You know, it's kind of, you feel a little bit relaxed. I feel comfortable. I feel like I could ask you pretty much anything, you know, within reason. And I'm sure you guys feel the same about me. Unless you get somebody that's, like, so introverted and, like, <laughs> you know, just deer in the headlights. I don't want to give away all, all the secrets, but they become malleable. You, yeah. you, you start to see the person that you're there with kind of, all right, you know, they kind of ease into it, they kind of settle into it. And right there, you know, you pretty much have won that person's trust. So kind of going to the intimacy, you want to create an environment that is uh, conducive to opening up and sharing, you know, things and hopefully creating a relationship that lasts after everyone leaves the microphone and the headphones behind. Mm -hmm. So that's why I use the word intimacy because you're able to kind of um, peel back the layers with someone in this type setting. Yeah. What do you think the biggest hurdle is, I guess, to get people into kind of creating this type of content, whether it's YouTube videos or TikToks or podcasts or starting their own thing? What do you think in, in people's minds, I guess, is it hesitation or, you know, what are, what are people struggling with that prevents them from sharing what they know? I would say um, that's why people call me. So in addition to what you guys know about, you know, Business Radio X, we are a service provider. So if you're looking to do something like that and you just don't know how or you don't have the tools or the resources, there are people like my team that can help you out with that. So I'd say one of the hurdles is people don't have an understanding. They don't have the technology. They don't have the equipment. Um, and that right there is kind of a mute point for them. But as you shared earlier, you know, anybody can really do it from their phone. Anybody can do it in their basement. You can do it in their car, you know, but 
beyond that, you want to produce quality audio and video. That's where you're going to capture your audience. That's where you're going to retain your listenership. That's where you're going to build your, your subscribers, etc. You know, we've all heard a podcast or like a call in that's like, and like at that point, I just can't even listen to it. So I'd say a hurdle that I see is people just don't feel informed. Um, Pre-pandemic, I did a podcasting 101, you know, thing virtually for the chamber. You'd be surprised how many people, and I literally just went over like five fundamentals. Generations had no idea even what a podcast was. This is 2020. People didn't know what podcasting was. So lack of education, lack of understanding, and the tools, I'd say, is by and large one of the greatest hurdles. Yeah. I also feel like it, it takes, and I mean, you're awesome at this, is being able to lead the conversation, right? <clears throat> and so how do you structure, I've noticed from just listening to your podcast, is how do you structure questions to make your guests, you know, kind of more comfortable and be able to reveal more about themselves and, and talk about more in depth of the subject they're talking about? You will certainly find the people that give you the, no. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, always open ask open-ended questions, but you will get the people that give the closed answers. And that's where you, as the host, as the narrator, as the the leader of the pack, that's where you have got to have the chutzpah to jump in, to carry it when they let it fall flat. And you really, there's a lot of showmanship involved in what I do, I, I think. So you have to be, you have to be strong where there's that weakness, if that makes sense. There's nothing wrong. Excuse me, with having notes. Now, I do think that it's people can see right through it if you're just going to be sitting here reading like a robot. And nobody wants to do that. What is beautiful about what we do is it's organic in nature. You know, you're going to have people say, um, 23 times like me. You're going to have snack another gum. You're going to have those things, but we're all human. Again, making it relatable again to the intimacy, okay? Because we are all human. Nothing wrong with having notes, nothing wrong with having a structured open and close. Nothing wrong with asking your guests in advance three things that they would like you to emphasize on the air. When I first started, I used to ask my guests in advance to give me three questions they wanted me to ask them. I may or may not include them, but if I'm like, hey, boy, I'm going to ask you something that you wanted me to ask you because that's going to get you talking. So kind of having those generic, you know, things in your pocket or having some yeah, some resources or some talking points um, or things that I find helpful. And don't be scared to be funny or let your personality show. Mm-hmm. If I find it falling flat, I'll ask you what your favorite Chick-fil-A sauce is. And people are like, mm-hmm. and then it just revives the conversation. Well, that's awesome. So I guess um, in terms of maximizing messaging, you talked a little bit earlier about that. You know, you may be listening to this wondering, okay, well, I, I have zero desire in, in going on a podcast or starting my own podcast, but can you talk about the amount of content that you can create just by one podcast, podcast yeah. and how that translates into other platforms and how you can use that even, even non-video, I guess? Kudos to you guys because you're capturing the audio and the video, or excuse me, the audio and the visual element. The, um, the... What are we talking about? The cameras are not something that I do ordinarily with my podcasting. It is a component that you can add. I find value in um, the video and the audio element. So if you're out there and you're in the world of social media marketing, holy smokes. You have to create this content every single day out of thin air if you don't have something to work with. So let's say you're a personal injury attorney and you do a couple podcasts. Your marketer can then break that podcast down into 30-second excerpts 
tips and tricks. You can put a little short, you can do an Instagram reel. You don't have to release all of the messaging at one time. You can slowly bleed it. You know, you can use it however much or little as you want. So for your website, helping your SEO traction, for your social media, for your newsletter to your clients, for prospective clients, um, those are all things that you can reuse the content that you create and help maximize the messaging. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess it, how beneficial is it really to push it out on different platforms? I mean, talk a little bit about that. I mean, obviously, Super I think beneficial. it's such a lit <laughs> softball question, but you're doing this work, you're creating a ton of content mm -hmm. that you can parcel out and release over the next however long and setting yourself up. You gotta believe in yourself first and trust that you you know what you're talking about. You're you're an expert and you're willing to share and have a conversation with somebody. But um, pushing it out to YouTube, mm -hmm. I guess. What what are people doing right now to get maximize that reach? Definitely creating that YouTube channel. I myself find it. I'm gonna use a strong term, but just take it for what it's worth. I realize there is a social media high that comes along with someone appearing. So I post the shows on all the social platforms and then all their buds are liking it, all their family is sharing it. And there's literally like a two week hype because you have just blown it up on social media. People love talking about themselves, people love seeing themselves mm -hmm. or their community or their company, etc. So it's really, it's really a sneaky marketing method to share it on the platforms because then it creates a domino effect. Right. And that is exactly what you want. I stagger my messaging, I don't just post on every platform the same message every single day. I'll post on Instagram today, LinkedIn tomorrow, because the algorithms are all different. I can talk about social media for hours, maybe another segment I can come back, but know the language you're speaking on each platform. You don't speak the same language on Instagram as you do on LinkedIn. And if you wanna attract people on both platforms, you have to speak that language and understand your audience. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious about kind of how it all works with Business Radio X. Mm -hmm. And what that excuse me you're good what that um, what that RSS feed is can you talk a little bit more about that so what why is sure. that important well an RSS feed is something that you have to establish whether it's something that you do with me whether it's you do it on Podbean that's basically um, your lifeline to your channel that's mm -hmm. how you're distributing to all the platforms so again with me being a service provider like we've done Bruise with Bros we established that RSS feed it then speaks to iTunes Spotify all of the platforms that you want to distribute to and um, I'm sorry you throw it on there and then it kind of goes out but you have to establish your channel otherwise you're just where are you gonna put it Got so it. think about your cloud for your storage if you don't save it to the cloud where's it go it's just on on your hard hard disk or whatever it's called mm -hmm. hard drive so that's kind of the pathway to reach all of um, the podcasting applications yep and uh, so, so one of the things that gets the benefit of, of, of Business Radio UX is that anytime that you do post this stuff up, um, the fact that the website that the article is being linked to afterwards, the text from this conversation, and everything else, you get backlinks as well, which is, you know, and again, we'll talk about SEO, that'll probably be another, mm -hmm. another, another topic, but um, that will help basically rank your website on Google and yes. anywhere else in search engines. So that's kind of what sets us apart, and that's the reason that I bought into this brand as a franchise owner, and that's the reason that I bleed red, black, and white. No, I'm not a George Bay. <laughs> it's because of the power of the reach. It is a beautiful machine, and it creates something sensational. I don't know because I'm not that technologically savvy, 
but our network is so powerful, much like NPR or iHeartRadio, it's well established. So running the messaging through that machine helps it gain an astronomical amount of traction. Anybody can do that, but the power of my engine is so great, it helps us excel at a greater pace than others. I'll talk about accessibility. Yes. So one of the reasons and I hate to, you were asking me about a larger messaging for you know content and also for marketing, but podcasting is my area of expertise. So one reason that people are so enthusiastic about listening to podcasts and about creating podcasts is because it's typically free and easy to access. I know of a couple um, shows that you have to pay or subscribe to like the network just to get it without commercials and stuff, but I'm pretty sure 90% of podcasting is free to access. And that's just so cool because you can go right there on your phone and you can listen to all of this stuff for free. Not like Audible where you gotta buy the books or whatever. Something like that. So it really increases people's um, opportunity to listen because it's just right there on their phones. Another thing is, so if you are, you know, if you're, one of the things that people have, I think, fears of is just being able just to be talking about a subject and just, you know, just keep keep on it and talking about it, whatever the subject might be, um, without having a real conversation with another human, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Like how does that make it easier or harder when you invite a guest over, for example, and you can just have them mostly talk, right? And you just kind of guide the conversation. How does that, how does that play into the... You gotta really be good at what, what you do and know what you're trying to relay. So a lot of the people that I listen to, very successful, and it's just them. It's just them talking about, you know, whatever they do or whatever you're trying to learn about. I myself don't think unless it was transcribed and I was reading something literally that I could sit there and just talk all by myself. I need interaction. So I'd say that's one of the, the big differences. There's power in both, but it's your own comfortability. You know, people can just sit there and look at themselves in the mirror and just go and go and go and go and go. I prefer looking at other folks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I prefer having real conversations with people. With, that, with people. You know, and I, I want anyone listening to this, it's, you know, we're, we're here to learn about what makes somebody successful in podcasting and what are the benefits and what is what are the benefits in terms of, you know, content creation. That's when we thought about podcasting, you've helped us so much just to keep mm -hmm. this thing out of the ground and, and exactly. started and we've learned a ton from you, but I think, you know, there's just a lot of value in what people know individually that's, I mean, it's valuable to the rest of the world. And so step one, I think, is just believing in yourself. You've got something to share. You're trying to, to add value to other people's lives. And so just encourage you to get started and share the content and believe that you're an expert. Mm -hmm. you, you know a lot more than everyone else about what you do, so share it. And so I felt that encouragement when we first, you know, thought about coming on to the show when, when you hit me up, mm -hmm. to, you know, to be on Business Radio X last year. So um, anybody listening, if you're just joining us, uh, we're with Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, Business Radio X, uh, podcast extraordinaire, <laughs> and she shared some valuable tips with us. We hope you got something out of it. Any parting thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, well, one, Amanda, I guess how, if somebody is interested to be on, you know, to have their podcast started, I guess what would be, how, how would you, how would they contact you, and what Thank would be the you. steps there? Well, I will say, you don't just have to want to do business with me. I like coffee, and I like wine, and I like making friends, an interesting conversation. So if any of those things are of interest to you, um, you can email me, amanda at businessradiox.com. 
You can also go to businessradiox.com and uh, you can see all of all the great work that our sister studios are doing, including this one. But my very favorite way is to just simply listen to the podcast anywhere you enjoy your audio shows. Yeah, I would encourage you to check out her website and just look at what other professionals are doing. And it's not, um, I mean, you're going to have a range of people, you know, very formal, I guess, but, you know, there's people on there that are sharing valuable insights and it's showcasing their business. And uh, if you want to see, have a taste for what podcasting is like, and if you have some things you want to share, we would love to have you on the Bruce with Bros podcast. Mm -hmm. This is a place where we can maximize your reach, give you an introduction to the people in our network, and uh, we'd encourage you to do that. So just reach out to us. But this has been awesome. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. (laughs) Congratulations to you guys, and we'll be cheersing here soon at the next Bruce with Bros event. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great one.